Today is Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. First off, that Weather Command forecast. We now have two weather alerts to provide you. The first is that heat advisory. It remains in effect until 9 p.m. on Friday. It's throughout our listening area. It's due to the high temperatures, which are expected to remain in the mid to upper 90s, with some areas exceeding 100 degrees. Hot daytime temperatures may cause heat illnesses, drink plenty of fluids, stay in an air-conditioned room, stay out of the sun, and check up on relatives and neighbors. Young children and pets should never be left unattended in vehicles. Take extra precautions when outside. Wear lightweight and loose-fitting clothing. Try to limit strenuous activities to early morning or evening and take action when you see symptoms of heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Once again, that heat advisory in effect now through 9 p.m. Friday. The other one was just issued overnight. It's a red flag warning. It's from 9 a.m. Thursday to midnight Thursday for Hill and Blaine counties, as well as northern Phillips and northern Valley counties. This is due to hot temperatures, gusty winds, and low relative humidity. This means critical fire weather conditions are either occurring now or will shortly. A combination of strong winds, low relative humidity, and warm temperatures can contribute to extreme fire behavior. This red flag warning is Thursday from 9 a.m. to midnight for Hill and Blaine counties, and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. for Phillips and Valley counties. Now let's take a look at that forecast. For the rest of your Wednesday, sunny with highs in the mid-90s. East winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low 60 to 65. East winds 10 to 20 miles an hour, gusting up to 30 miles an hour in the evening. Thursday, sunny, highs 95 to 100. East winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Thursday night, breezy and mostly clear, lows around 65. Southeast winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, decreasing to 10 to 15 miles an hour after midnight. Friday, sunny in the morning, becoming partly cloudy. Highs around 100. South winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Friday night, partly cloudy. 20% chance of thunderstorms. Lows around 65. Saturday sunny, 20% chance of showers. Highs 90 to 95. Saturday night, partly cloudy. Lows 60 to 65. Independence Day and Sunday night, partly cloudy. 20% chance of thunderstorms. Highs 90 to 95. Lows around 60. Monday and Monday night, partly cloudy. 20% chance of thunderstorms. Highs around 90. Lows around 60. And Tuesday, partly cloudy. Highs 90 to 95. County commissions all across the High Line have voted to implement fire restrictions due to the extremely hot and dry conditions. Liberty County has the most stringent policy, as they have gone into stage two of fire restrictions, effective immediately. This not only prohibits open burning, but also building, maintaining, attending, or using a fire or campfire. It also bans smoking outdoors unless in an area clear of flammable materials, and outlaws the use of fireworks, operating combustible engines, and welding between 1 p.m. and 1 a.m. Some exceptions can be made for agriculture-related practices. Phillips County will move into Stage 1 fire restrictions beginning at 12.01 a.m. Friday morning. This bans open burning as well as smoking in outdoor areas that aren't clear of flammable materials. Hill and Blaine County have implemented burn bans. This bans open burning. Blaine County's burn ban went into effect at 2 p.m. Tuesday, while Hill County's burn ban begins at 12.01 a.m. Friday morning. Speaking of restrictions, the Chippewa Cree Tribal Water Resources Department has announced that water use restrictions are now in effect for all Rocky Boys rural water customers. Residents are being asked to reduce their water usage. All watering of lawns, washing of vehicles, playing with sprinklers, and filling of pools is prohibited. These restrictions are in place until further notice. If you've got questions, call their office, 395-4225. This comes after the Hill County Water District issued similar restrictions earlier in June. However, these restrictions were recently lifted. 
An agreement between the City of Haver and Rural Fire District 1 on fire suppression has not been reached, meaning the current agreement will expire at the end of June. However, the board and the city have come to a verbal agreement that will see the Haver Fire Department continue to respond to calls in the district for the first two weeks of July. Mayor Tim Solomon says the district will be billed directly for fire calls over this period, but Board Chair Stephen Jamruska says he was not made aware of that when they met recently. No progress on the impasse has been made since the last Rural Fire 1 board meeting June 8th. The point of contention between both sides remains enforcement of fire codes. The city believes the board has the authority to enforce fire codes, while the board says it should be up to the state fire marshal. Once the agreement expires, buildings in the district are likely to see increased fire insurance costs, with some buildings potentially being uninsurable. The city of Haver would also no longer be obligated to suppress fires in the district. Rural Fire District 1 is a ring around Haver, in which the Haver Fire Department currently provides services. A fourth candidate has entered the hotly contested race for mayor of Harlem. Douglas Stewart, 69, was born in Haver and moved to Harlem in 1968. Stewart is the president of Rose Community Development Corporation and says his business experience makes him a good fit for the job. I would really be great at anybody coming to the council with good ideas to help them facilitate through BearPod development and other funding sources. I mean, I, I think that we really need a city council that's very active. Stewart says the demographics of Harlem are changing, and one priority, if elected, could be to provide more child care options as the city trends younger. I think the important thing is we really need to be listening to everyone in the community, but the makeup of the, of the community is changing, and the younger people have different ideas of what the community should be, and I think we really need to make an effort to uh, listen to them. The primary in this nonpartisan race is set for September 14th. The top two vote-getters will advance to the November 2nd general election. Taking a look at local COVID-19 updates for today, we'll start with Hill County which yesterday reported no new cases and one new recovery. Total case count for Hill County, 2032, five active, non-hospitalized, 1,981 recoveries, 46 deaths. Over in Blaine County, they reported one new COVID case yesterday and one recovery. Total case count for Blaine County, 848, nine active, 815 recoveries, 24 deaths. Over in Phillips County, between June 21st and 29th, they identified three new COVID cases, two of which were identified this past Tuesday. They also added one new recovery. Total case count for Phillips County, 530, two active, non-hospitalized, 509 recoveries, 17 deaths. And in Liberty County, they announced on Tuesday that they remain at zero active COVID-19 cases. They've reported 119 overall, 118 have recovered, and they did report one COVID-related death. Turning to state news... We'll start with that COVID case update from DPHHS. Today, the state of Montana reported 64 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 113,755. Active case count 411, active hospitalizations 54, death toll 1,665. Counties with the most new cases today, Yellowstone 20, Cascade 9, Flathead 7. And looking at the vaccine update from the state, total doses administered is up to 863,456, with 426,984 Montanans fully immunized, equaling 46% of the eligible population. A Kalispell teenager was killed when the vehicle he was operating crashed near Hungry Horse Dam. The Montana Highway Patrol reports that the crash occurred Tuesday morning at 6.30 a.m. at mile marker 2 of Hungry Horse Dam Road, when a northbound Honda HRV left the roadway at a high rate of speed, went over an embankment, and rolled several times. The driver, an 18-year-old male, was ejected from the vehicle and pronounced dead at the scene. He was the only occupant of the vehicle and was not wearing a seatbelt. Drugs and alcohol are not suspected factors in the crash. The road was bare and dry. 
Updates were provided Wednesday morning on two large fires burning in southern Montana. The Robertson Draw Fire, located south of Red Lodge, is at just over 29,800 acres with 65% containment and 280 personnel on scene. The western perimeter of the fire has yet to be contained, and several areas south of Red Lodge and east of US-212 remain under evacuation warnings. The Crooked Creek Fire, located 25 miles east of Bridger in the Pryor Mountains, is at just over 4,000 acres with 72% containment and 263 personnel on scene. A pre-evacuation warning remains in place for Sage Creek. With hot and dry weather expected to continue, authorities have expressed concern that these conditions could increase fire spread. KTVH reports Montana District Court Judge Mike Menahan has issued a preliminary injunction of a new state law that bans political activity, such as voter registration drives, on college campuses. The law was set to take effect July 1st, but will now be blocked while the law's constitutionality is settled in court. The lawsuit was filed following the passage of Senate Bill 319 and asks for the entire law to be declared unconstitutional. Taking a look at wheat prices for today... Daily prices per bushel for Hill County winter wheat $5.69, spring wheat $7.65, Blaine County winter wheat $5.59, spring wheat $7.60, Liberty County winter wheat $5.74, spring wheat $7.65, Shoto County winter wheat $5.69, spring wheat $7.65, and Phillips County winter wheat $5.54, spring wheat $7.55. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Myrtle G. Schubert, 89, passed away at a residence on Friday, June 18th due to natural causes. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be held at 1 p.m. Thursday, July 8th at Messiah Lutheran Church with Pastor Sean Jansen officiating. Burial to follow in Highland Cemetery. Myrtle's family suggests memorial donations be made in her memory to Messiah Lutheran Church, Friends of Beaver Creek Park, or the charity of the donor's choice. Erling L. Earl Linnis, 74, passed away due to natural causes on Saturday, February 6th at Northern Montana Care Center. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be held at 11 a.m. Tuesday, July 6th at Fifth Avenue Christian Church, with burial following in Highland Cemetery. Earl's family suggests memorial donations be made in his memory to Fifth Avenue Christian Church, the Boys and Girls Club of the Highline, or a charity of the donor's choice. Thomas Mott Gerald Evans, 54, ended his battle against cancer on June 1st. Cremation has taken place, and a vigil service will be held at 7 p.m. Thursday, July 8th. His funeral mass will begin at 2 p.m. on Friday, July 9th, and all services will be at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church. Burial to follow in Calvary Cemetery. Tom's family suggests memorial donations be made in his memory to Haver Legion Baseball or the HPS Educational Foundation. And that does it for your Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Stay safe out on the roads, stay cool, and continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.